We are not telling you to quit your job. Here at Off The Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast, we are teaching you exactly how to gain your freedom as a healthcare professional in places that school never taught you. This is OTC University, and class is in session. Welcome to another edition of Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneur Podcast. As always, I'm the captivating, motivating, tentilating, and money-making Dr. Carl Bourne Jr. And I'm joined by my main man, Mr. Paulo Ching. Paul, say what's up to the people. What up, what up, what up? What's up, people? Uh, just happy to be here. I'm excited. I'm like jittery. I have pre-workout going through my body still, so I'm excited. Oh, no. <laughs> Please don't pass out during the episode. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So you guys know, as always, we love to bring you special guests that upgrade your life, your business, your brand, whatever you're looking for, we got it for you here at OTC. Before we even introduce them, we just want to remind you guys, if you need any help as far as search engine optimization, SEO, organic traffic, we are your guys. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We always love to take care of you guys. And besides that, I mean, you get kind of tired of having to spend a lot of money on ads. And when you get tired of that, we're your guys to go to. So for all your SEO needs, don't hesitate to reach out to us over here at OTC. Now, with that being said, today's guest is also a physio. He believes that there is true magic in the relationship you build with your client and patient. The simple path to business success is learning how to engage the new healthcare consumer and by inspiring and empowering your employees to create memorable patient experiences through a full understanding of your individual patient life cycle and precisely how to move your patient through it is the key to your ultimate business success. So without further ado, we are going to go ahead and introduce our guest for today, also the host of the What's Best for the Patient is Best for Business podcast. We got Mr. Jerry Durham in the building. Yes, sir. Jerry, talk to us, man. How you this, feeling? This has to be the best podcast opening ever, by the way, for the record, people. So this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. I was like, holy crime sakes. That was awesome. Um, hey, by the way, um, you guys do marketing. That's cool. So when I get on sales calls with potential clients, right, because people that I want to help or think I can use their help, literally, there's two questions I start with. And one of them is, how's your marketing going? Because if they're not doing good in their marketing, we don't work together because I'm not a marketing guy. So all everything you just talked about in that intro, yes, it's about all this and marketing has to be part of it. But if someone has engaged me to help them with the marketing side, that's not me. So the point is, it's good to hear you guys are managing this because, again, if the clients aren't coming in, I'm like, you got to find some people, help you get clients in the door. So so my uh, my suggestion to everybody is if you're having a lead generation lead problem, right, then these are the guys you need to talk to. Now, once those leads start now here, I'll go into my pitch. Once those <laughs> leads start calling your clinic. Now you need my help. So see, this is a very, very already this, this podcast is going to make people a lot of money because we got the combination here, right? It goes marketing, sales, retention. So, so yeah, 
So that's that's it. Thanks for giving the podcast a shout out. I love my podcast. Um, I love doing that work. And um, absolutely. I don't know. I don't know what else to share. That intro is awesome, dude. I can't believe you came up with that just from the things you learned about me. That that <laughs> is a good that was a good explanation of uh, what I do and uh, where I've been and what I've been doing my whole life. So thanks for having me on guys. Absolutely, man. It's a pleasure. You know, we always love to bring our guests in hot and feeling good, you know, so we had to make sure we brought the extra energy for you today. So with that being said, we always like to kind of start the show off with why, right? Because it's, it's so important for people to know the why that, you know, is the foundation of everything you've been able to build and create. So with that being said, before we even dive into the sales and the patient client experience and all that stuff we're going to talk about, tell us, why did you choose to pursue the field of physical therapy? Yeah, that's great. You know, and I still remember the day, no joke. And there's no injury. There's no, you know, there's no epic story of, you know, getting back on the playing field. Nope, no. Nope it kind of starts out a little sad, but it, it takes off nicely. Right. So I get out of high school, right. Graduate. I go to undergrad. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take these stack of business classes, which the irony now these days is so funny. I got through my first semester and I was like, Oh, that shit sucked. I got to find something else to do. And it was during that break that in, this is where the story gets cool. It was during that break there where I went, what am I going to do? I literally had this moment. What am I going to do with the rest of my life, right? Because I want to do something that I want to do forever. And I immediately thought back to our foot, the trainer with a, my high school, the trainer for our football team, who was also a physical therapist. So on one break, I called him and I said, hey, Ed, can we sit down and talk a little bit about what you do with physical therapy? And we probably sat down for like two or three hours and he walked me through everything. I even brought my catalog from school. He showed me all the classes to take. So needless to say, I came back from break and that was, that was all she wrote. Now I, you know, I also knew I liked, I like talking. I like working with people. I want to be across from people. I want to help people. Right. So I started checking all those boxes. And then I thought, man, Ed always seems happy. Ed always seemed happy with whatever he was doing. And I was like, this has got to be a good place to start. And, and, and that's where I went with it. And then, of course, I started doing observations and stuff. And I was like, no, oh, this is really cool. And right. And I purposefully searched out all the observations I could right? home health, peds, inpatient, outpatient, because I wanted to get a vibe for the whole profession. I was like, yeah, I can do this. This is cool. And that, that, that's how I got started. So yeah, there's no epic injury story getting back on the court. That was it. I like it. No, I like it. Um, Cause a lot of people they'll be like, ah, you know, I was playing sports and then my life changed and I chose. Yeah, PT. which is right. I can I can honor that. That's a good way to do it. Honestly. And uh, right. But some and, folks uh, it's just like you were just built for this. Yeah. Um, so. All right. So let me let me ask you a question here then, uh, and it's going to be a little bit um, out of the normal um, circle of things, but I kind of want to start with, and I think this will help people as they go through this. But let me let, let's actually start with your mindset, right? I know pre-recording we talked about we'll talk about everybody else's, but I want to yeah, start no, that's that. fine. So yeah. here's this: I think for a lot of people to succeed in the space of business, in the space of sales, in the space of whatever, there needs to be a certain level. And something that we've been working on is becoming like the people who can do the thing, right? We just can't hop into it and just hope for our best. 
So what is it that you've done over your career that's allowed for you to be in a mental space where like, and I don't know if you do, but if you take a loss, it doesn't really affect you like that. If you take wins, it's like, cool, let's keep it pushing. But more importantly, to become like just that mental motor that just keeps you going day in and day out. Well, being a dude, you know, I pretty much figured I knew everything from day one. So I had to go through high school, I go through undergrad, I get into PT school, right? Get out of PT school, I start working, right? And of course, I'm a dude and a dude in their 20. How old are you guys? 28. Same. Right, you're almost out of it. So I say a dude in their 20s is the worst person, right? We're, 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 we're the biggest trouble, dude. And, and part of that, so let me, right? Part of that is we don't, we, we have poor self-awareness, right? So this first thing, because this is a huge tipping point and, and I can tell you, right? Self-awareness, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And so right early on in life, I never wanted to admit my weaknesses because you had to tell people what you weren't good at, what you couldn't do, right? It was like, no, I'm good at all these things, right? And you, and you amplify those things. And then I finally got to a point in my life where someone or something I read I'll, I'll never forget this line. I can't remember where, so I can't give who or what credit, but it wasn't me. I read a line that said, look, self-awareness and, and recognizing your strengths and weaknesses is not to amplify your weaknesses. It's just awareness. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. That means I can think about this without going, hey, these are all my negative things. I suck. No joke. And so I started owning a lot of shit. Ooh. I started owning a lot of shit, which then helped me to go, hmm, maybe that's not the best thing to be doing all the time, right? You know, whatever it was. And so this self-awareness was definitely in the first key step. And by the way, it didn't, that didn't come till after I was out of PT school. So probably into my mid-20s, late-20s, right? And starting to own my own shit, right? That's what we say, right? Everybody says it all the time. Oh, I'm owning my shit. And I'm like, well, what's that mean to you? Because owning your shit, here's what I love right? Being self-aware is not going vocal and saying, these are all my weaknesses. This is what I have to work on. It's just like, no, this is me. This is me. Take it or leave it. Right. And that's, I think a lot of people who see me, who meet me, they're like, you know, you're, you're just kind of a, you're you all the time. I ask people, I told you guys, I meet a lot of people off of Twitter, right? Network with and stuff. Within the first 30 minutes, I purposefully will say, am I the same person you thought I'd be based on the person you've interacted with on Twitter. And 100% of the time, they're like, yep. I go, cool. Because then that's why I'm so transparent. People reach out to me all the time. Why do you share this? Why do you talk about this? Why do you do this? I'm like, because that's me. And if I'm okay, if people don't like it, pretty much, right? Um, so yes, yeah, so that's self-awareness thing, man, and just owning it. And right, because what do you do? You train your weaknesses and you play to your strengths, right? And I always thought it was kind of the other thing. Oh, no, now I have to focus on all my weaknesses and downplaying my strengths. And it's like, no. So hopefully not too long of an answer, but really, because that was a big, big, big point. I'm glad you asked that question. It was a huge point in my journey to get here. And it started with my mindset around self-awareness. It's okay to have weaknesses, right? Just acknowledge them, be in the moment with them, own them, right? And move forward. So there you go. That's good. That's, that's real good. Um, I think a lot of people get into, 
they get into the entrepreneurial side of things and they don't realize how critical that mindset portion of it is. You know, I think even even earlier today, I was listening to a, a podcast episode that Paul sent me and um, this this gentleman, Myron Golden, was on there and he mentioned the fact that, you know, someone the, the host he was talking to, you know, said, you know, what would be the first thing necessarily someone would need to work on, you know, and it was like mindset because you get so many starting off, you're going to hear no so many times that you are literally going to have to build your mindset up to a point where like, no, doesn't affect you at all, you know, and, and even like speaking for myself and Paul in our business, you know, we would get on calls and pitch someone and then they'd be like, oh, no, I'm good. You know, we might go back and and be kind of butthurt and be like, man, like, like, what do they mean? No, like, <laughs> oh, take it all personal. Right. right. What, which is part of that thing. I always say if it's business, it's personal, right? Because that comes from, oh, it's not it's not personal. It's just business. I'm like, if it's business, it's personal. Back to right. what you said, right? Right. Yeah, it's right. funny. Everybody always kind of wants to know, what do I need to work on, right? What do I need to do? And it's like, work on yourself. And by work on yourself, step one is just acknowledge it all. And then, and then w- without, it's funny. And you talk about the entrepreneur journey. So, right, yeah. what I have here, um, I'm twice the age, both of you. Yeah, literally. Oh, no, no, no. One year off. I'm one year off of twice your guys's age is if I don't, if I don't understand, so check this out. If I don't go this self-awareness route, right. If I don't understand my weaknesses and strengths, I never get here because this journey is chock full of mentors and people where I had to stand up right. Because I, I want to talk about this progression. So people really understand what this means. Self-awareness means you stand up in a room full of people and go, I don't know shit of what's going on. I need some help. And there aren't a lot of people who are willing to do that. Right. And I would not do that early on. Right. So that self-awareness leads to that ability to go, Whoa, you're smarter than me. And that's really cool. Right. Cause otherwise I wouldn't be here, dude. <laughs> right. There, there's no way. So that's how that self-awareness starts to show itself. Back to your point about the sales thing. Well, if I'm self-aware, I know I take everything personal and I'm going to get really upset during sales talks when people say no. So then I get to go, well, I'm going to get a lot of no's. I got two choices now. I can start to manage that and work on that. Or I can take everything personally, which is going to burn me out really quick. What do I want to do? And by the way, if you own, this is what I love about that. I'm like, Neither one of those choices is wrong. Just own it, right? People won't own their, right? No, I took this route. Oh, well, tell me a little bit about that. And they're telling me, no, I knew I had all these choices. I didn't want to do it. It was like, hmm, okay. Who am I to? If you saw everything in front of you. You know, that's the thing about sales. I tell people every day with what we do. It's not to convince. It's not to change minds. Everybody says, oh yeah, you know, you got to change people's minds. I'm like, Oh, good fucking luck with that, my friends. You're never going to change anybody's mind. My, my thing is the key to this sales process, right? When I'm training front desk people is make sure you have checked all the boxes. So when you're talking to Paul and Paul says, I need to schedule physical therapy. By the end of that call, I need to know that I checked 
all the boxes for Paul to make the to make a choice. By the way, not even make the best choice for himself. No, because we know that I've been on calls where I know that's not the best choice for them. But I know I've checked all the boxes. I've had this. I've asked them why we handled all the objections. And then I go, you know what, Paul, I hear you. So, Paul, how can I help you move forward on this? Do you want some other phone numbers? Do you want me to do anything for you? No, I'm cool. All right, Paul. Well, I really appreciate you calling us, right? I'm probably going to call you back in a week, see how you're doing, make sure you got taken care of, right? Is that okay with you? Everybody says yes, right? So I took Paul down, right? It's his choice. I need to make sure he's got all the parts of that choice, right? So again, I mix a couple things there, but I'm making a choice about myself, right? Once I have that self-awareness, what do I want to do? Do I want to make myself better or not? No. You know, part of me sometimes, dude, with, with the stuff we do, right? See people smoking and everybody, ah, and smoker. And I'm like, you think he doesn't know or she doesn't know exactly what I'm like. I know there are people out there, but you really think they're just sitting there going, I had no idea. I'm like, they know. Right. Well, it impacts all of us. I'm like, come on. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm serious about this shit. Right. I'm like, so, right. So it's, 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 it's about choices and the, right. And that, by the way, that that's, I used to say all the time, Oh, we all have the same choices to make. And I'm like, not really, you know, but as long as we know what choices we have in front of us, that's what I'm like. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. I'll stop. But that there was a lot of stuff there. But that all starts from self-awareness. Yeah. And that's how this all this and you, you heard me it with me early in my journey. Right. Looking for help during my journey, finding coaches, understanding now how that works with the people. Right. When I'm teaching people how to turn other people. Right. What is that person on the other end of the phone dealing with? It's not just you. It's them. Right. So, right. yeah, it's all come together on that. Yeah, yeah that was no. a great question, Paul. No, that that uh, that's that's big because um, you know, leading th this is actually perfect leading into my my next question um, and I think I think Paul could probably agree with this too. Like a big thing for us is being able to, you know, understand that with each new level of, you know, not just business but life in general we need a new mentor, right? Oh, when, we, yeah. when we decided like we were strictly going to do like our SEO stuff and we like dropped the ads, we dropped the funnel building and everything else. We were like, we need a mentor that is like proven and can get us to the next level, you know? And, and part of that stems from exactly what you were just talking about, which is that self-awareness. Yeah. And so- the next, the next question that I have for you, um, tell us, tell us a little bit about, or tell us about in general, what would you say was the best advice you received from a mentor for your business? <laughs> well, you know, it's remember, I'm a little bit older than you guys. So there, there have been right, like three or four moments, seriously, right, that I still remember. Let, let me tell you one of the biggest ones, right? So I'm gonna tell you what, immediately shot into my mind and it has to do with sales and so again it was so impactful that this was 15 16 years ago and i i still by the way i remember where i was sitting when this happened so i was trying to put together a call center right for pt 
like however long I just said ago, 15, 16, 15 years ago. And I got a group of entrepreneurs together, not a healthcare person in there on purpose. And I had a woman in the group, right? I picked these people and some of these people I picked brought people together. I said, I have an idea and I want you guys to help me with this. And I want you guys to be on the board with this. And they all brought their expertise from different areas. And fortunately, they were all from my, the bulk of them were from my entrepreneurs group that I was part of. So I knew everybody's strengths, right? So I asked certain people to come in. The woman I asked to, to come in, her, this, her story is incredible. I'll tell you just a little bit. She bought a, um, she bought a collections company, right? Agency. I can't think of a less desirable job less thankless business to buy than a fucking collection agency. She turned it into a multi-million dollar company. They would get, mind you, these are people calling saying, Paul, you owe us money, pay us the fucking money, right? That's what, right? I mean, this is the collection agency. When she owned the business, they used to get Christmas cards and Christmas gifts from the people they managed. This woman was an expert in communication, not sales, communications. She said to me when I was when I brought this idea of this call center to her and I talked about the current model in uh, healthcare of people answering the phone and we need more of the sales mindset and everything and blah, blah, blah. She said to me, Jerry, this is something you have to understand, right? There are sales people and there are customer service people and a customer service person cannot do sales and a salesperson will not do customer service. And that to this day, my friend has been so so, so impactful in my career. And if you guys just think, just right, everybody, because what are we doing in healthcare? Everybody hires someone who's great with people. I'm like, that's not how, that's our salespeople. We hire the customer service people. And that's why people's conversion rates and cancel rates and drop-offs and everything are so low is because we've hired the wrong person for the role. And it may not have been the answer you're looking for, dude, but that thing has been so impactful to me. And again, we're into, right? What are people built for, right? And I had this conversation today with someone, man. I have the, I'll tell you why it's so impactful, Carl, is because there's not a day goes by where I don't bring up something to one of my clients that relates exactly to that statement. And so it's still 15 years later, so impactful. So it shifted my mind over to cells, right? And how important cells was. And that's where I started because you guys know, you guys have been around long enough. Oh, business doesn't have any place in healthcare. Oh, we don't do cells. I'm like, you're right. We don't. <laughs> that's why you're losing money. And that's why you suck at what you do. So you're correct. I'm not going to argue with you. I love that. We don't do sales. I'm like, you're right. And your numbers show it. So, yeah. So th that was a huge one. That was a huge one. I'll tell you here. You want another one? Please. I'll tell you another one. This was one where I really had to suck it up. And you guys talked about this, the nose already. So I went out of network like some umpteen years ago, like 16 years ago. And out of network was the worst four letter word you could say in healthcare, right? There was nothing worse. And Copays and coinsurances and deductibles were almost nothing. Copays and coinsurances were like $25 was a lot. So I go out and network, right? And it was a business decision. The contracts got too low, right? We couldn't afford to run the business. So my partner and I, it, it's funny because we were preparing for something like this and, and um, 
when the contract came, the decision to go out of network was like a two minute conversation. We knew we were going to have to do it now, right? The rest of it, it was a two minute conversation. It took like 10 years to figure out, but I'll never forget. We go out of network. And so we go, okay, we got to get some help with this. So what'd we do? We went to all our mentors and people within healthcare. Our mentors and people in healthcare were the single biggest detractors and negative people about this literally telling, oh you can't oh i hear hear you but you can't do that i'm like what do you mean i can't well n- no one will pay for physical therapy and i was like but it's not an option because we pass that option over because that means we close our doors and we're not closing our doors so it was a huge tipping point for us because that's when we finally went oh we got to get out of healthcare to get our mentoring so back to your point about different mentors at different times. So that's when we found EO Entrepreneurs Organization. And we were so fortunate at the time. There were 100 members. And this was very, well, we didn't know going in, but when I look back and they told us this, I was like, okay, we're in the right place. There were 100 members. Guess how many were healthcare in the healthcare industry? Zero. And I went, yep, you got it, my friend. And I went, cool, we're in. And so again, that, that was huge, dude, because then I got in a room full of business owners and went, we all got the same problems here. I was like, that's weird. We're in healthcare. Business doesn't apply to healthcare. I'm going, but all these health people, health, um, business people got the same problems we do. I was like, holy shit, we got to run this like a business. No joke. And then again, opening my mind going, I can learn so much from these people. So this is really taking that next step, right? Because we, we had worked with some people who had gotten us so far. We went back to them with this, right? They offered to help, but we realized they were offering us the same exact thing that got us here. I was like, no, we got to get past that. Oh, oh, yeah, I can't help you with that. I'm like, well, why'd you pitch me on the same exact thing, right? So how do we get to the next step, right? And it, it, was, it was that hearing no from so many people being told you can't. And the cool thing at that point, to be honest, when people said you can't, it wasn't, it just wasn't an answer we could take. It wasn't an option. And it wasn't because I was like, oh no, we're, you know, we're gonna make this work. I was like, no, we close the doors. We don't have a choice. Thank God we found EO at that time. Otherwise, I don't know what would have happened. And so again, right, the self-awareness, the what got us here, the choices we had to make, right? All this just rolling in together. And so, you know, there's, there's so many people there, especially now. And now we're back to this networking thing we were talking beforehand, right? The opportunities to meet people and find people who can get you to where you want to get is, I don't want to sound like the guy who walked uphill both ways and snowed his school every day, but for fuck's sake, man, the opportunities, the network now is insane. I mean, getting, you know, I've had coaches and mentors from overseas, right? Which was, shall we say, impossible before social media, because I didn't even know they existed. He got me in a place of deep thought. And I'm going a little bit off the reservation, but I think we need to talk about this because at this point, we have to be able to for those who want to be helped, we can't help those who don't want to be helped, right? You are correct. 130. Exactly. Dude, part of the front desk training is to get people to say no, right? That's what right. we said. 
you get them to the choice. And Paul says, no, that's not going to work. And I say, okay, Paul, I respect that because I know, because I know I did my job by the way in the sell side. So I respect that. And I go, Paul, how can I help you? Right. So, yeah, sorry, Paul. I just want to understand that context. I'm going to segue into that because that's actually kind of where I was going with it. So it's a two part thing. The first is this, right. And shout out to everybody who will probably leave hate comments on this for me saying this, but I don't care. I firmly believe, and I've said this, I said this episodes ago. I said this at the beginning of this podcast. I'm saying at the, I don't care. There's a lot of people that continue to break physical therapy. And I think for a lot of people, they're being taught to break it. So in our eyes, they're being taught to break it, right? To a lot of these people, they're just being taught to do the thing. So they come into it and then they ask themselves a lot of those questions. Why am I getting paid less? Why, why am I stuck on this? Why? So how one, how do we fix the thing that people are being taught to break? And if I could niche that down, the question I really want to ask is how do we get aspiring entrepreneurs, people that want to start their own clinic, people that want to be able to do it in insurance, outside of insurance, just to get people in the door. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do we get those people to start to understand there's a certain sales process through it, one. And then two, if you could, and I could ask this question again, once we come back to the back end of it, can you then explain to us the top three things that clinic owners need to increase no, yeah, 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 right yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah make, make sure I get to that because, yeah. yeah, because because part of these people, um, I like your analogy, who've been taught to break it, I'm trying to get them to just go again. Here we go again, right? Hey, what about asking the owners this, right? So I'm just trying to put a seed in their head. So next time they go in, they ask a different question and all. So here's my gig with sales. Ask a better question. So people go in, how much will I get paid? I'm like, that's not the question. Right now, bear with me, uh, because I'm a big believer. Don't don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Um, you, this should all be worked out before the conversation moves anywhere. I'm a big believer in this. So I'm answering your last question already. We'll get back to that. So what we do and what I do with the people coming in is, you, you know what I did when I really started to see this going on? I was like, I spoke to a group of students. I said, look, and this is all going to sound very similar to what we've been talking about. I said, do not feel bad if you get out of school. I said, look at me and listen to me. Do not feel bad if you get out of school and go straight into the highest paying job you find and it doesn't fit what you thought you were going to do, or fits a model where everybody else says, fuck you. And I say, fuck them. Because if it's part of, now follow along here, if it's part of a bigger picture that I need to, you know, knock out 50% of my debt before I can do what I love, and this is part of a process to get there, I'm like, who, who again, who am I to judge, man, right? If you own that. But you don't get to go in, Paul, like you said, you don't get to go into it and then bitch and moan about it every day. No, you made a choice. And we're back to choices again. And I get it. We're not all, I know I, I, I speak in absolutes, but I'm like, you all have a choice to make, but we have a little asterisk there. Okay. But I get it. We all have choices to make. So again, we're back to the self-awareness. I'm like, and I said this to the group, just own it. Tell everybody else to fuck off because, Hey, I need to get this debt paid down. So I can move on to B and do C and then take over the world at D. I'm like, rock on, man. You got a, you got a rock solid plan. 
right? I've got these steps planned out. I'm going to do what I need to do. And I'm going to be the best thing that ever happened in this profession. I'm like, cool. As opposed to, well, you know, blah, 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 right? Facebook, what a place. Um, right? Oh, you know, fuck the owners or fuck this. And I'm like, oh, what? what, what? I'm still waiting, by the way. I've been out of my business over 10 years. I'm still waiting. I used to do this all the time. And I think everybody knows the response. All right. So, Paul, how much would you like to make? I'd like to make this much money. And I go, cool. Cool. I'm okay with that. You know, we got to see if those numbers, you know, will line up, but I'm okay with that. Um, can you answer me a question? What are you going to do for me in return? And it's funny because everybody's sitting around, right? Waiting to be told how many patients they have to see this, by the way, nobody's come up with an answer yet. You know, I, I want someone to go, well, Jerry, roughly I know in this model, and by the way, I, I know there would, it would require more work than this, but I want someone to just go, roughly I know in this model, I'm going to generate about this much per hour in your clinic. Well, and, and by the way, you'd have me leaning in, sitting up straight going, here we go, because this person's going to prove to me they're worth what they just asked for. So there has to be some awareness. And no, you don't have to come in with that, but we got to have, well, you know what someone said to me one day? Well, I got student loans to pay off. So I leaned back in the chair. I didn't lean in. I said, I need that much to pay off my student loans. I went, oh, hmm. I said, I hear you. I said, cool. I said, let's do this. I'll never forget this, man. I didn't miss a beat on this. I'm still proud of this. I said, let's do this. I will, I will exchange your debt load for my debt load sight unseen. You want to do that? Right. And it was dead air. And I'm like, do you get what I'm telling you? You don't know my debt. I'm not asking you to contribute to my debt. So you got to give me, you're sitting across from me asking for a job. You got to give me a better reason than that for the money you just asked me for. By the way, don't forget this too, people. When you're sitting across from the owner, the founder of a company, you're sitting across from the person. This is their freaking kid, right? This is their family. So all I'm saying is have a little self-awareness and you can be thinking this guy's a fucking asshole, but just sit across from me and at least have a conversation understanding that this is my kid, right? So Right back to again, Paul, I, I want people to start showing up and asking better questions and harder questions. Now, this entails you have a backup plan, you have other places to work. I get it. Yet, I've seen jobs everywhere go unfilled. So I'm, I start to question how, and just bear with me on this, how hard are people really looking and how much, because all these unfilled jobs with all these people complaining, tell me one thing and one thing only, they don't understand the value to the system they're in. And that's back on you, right? So tell me what you're going to do for me and don't show up and tell me you're going to do all my marketing for me when I advertised, this used to kill me too, right? So where do you see yourself in two years? And they would, they would tell me this world where they're not treating patients and I'd go, you realize you're at an interview to treat patients, right? Again, self-awareness, right? I got an idea. I got an idea. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm not here to kill the bunny and kill the dream. You can have that same dream. But when I ask you, where do you see yourself in two years? Tell me you've grown this company so big through the work you've done, seeing patients and right. And we've grown this thing together that I'm going to ask you if I can take leadership over a clinic. Ah, Right. So again, again, I've given you two scenarios where you can ask me for that money. Come on, work with me. 
I've given you a scenario where you can tell me where you want to be in two years that doesn't involve patient care, but tell me how you're going to grow the hell out of this place and earn that. Because I read these stories all the time, right? And there's certain people, and we all know who they are, you know, oh, I, I teach this and I teach that and fuck the owners and everybody's trying to rip you off. I'm like, man, that's just not a good way to start relationships, right? Hey, I need this much money and this is what you're going to do for me. And I'm like, yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, no, move along. It's never going to work out well, right? And again, if you show up, tell me, man, right? I really want all these things to happen and I'm, I'm willing to do the work and I, I you know, tell me what you need from me. And then, well, this, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to put my nose down and deliver on that, right? Right? By the way, ask me if there's a bonus plan. You know what? Not currently, but how about this? How about we commit? I'll put it in writing to look at some way to get you a bonus in three months after, right? You've been showing up and delivering. Right? So back to your question, Paul, right? How do we take these people? Just get them to look at this stuff. Don't show up and tell people I need $100,000 show up with a little more awareness of the business side of it, right? And what you're being asked to do. I'm like, read what the job posting says and don't show up and sell something different to the person sitting across from the table. Show up and share some ideas about how you can grow the business as you're doing exactly what's needed of you, right? Major gem just dropped. <laughs> wow. Um... I really hope somebody really takes that and, and internalizes that because that was that was pretty big. Um, so I want to ask you now, because I know this is. Did I answer all your questions, Paul? I think I wrapped them in there. Sorry, Carl. No, no, you're good. Oh, I you think I answered there. You did. You did. There yeah, was another I think we wrapped question. them all in there, right? There's another back end question, but I want Carl to ask his question okay. first and then we'll loop back. Are in. you are you sure? All right. Well, Go you ain't got to ask me twice. So here's the thing, right? Somebody's coming in, they're asking these questions. Somebody's trying to get to that next step. And obviously you're looking as a business owner, because I actually love that you pointed it out that I'm a business owner. Somebody comes to work for off the clock and we're like, we need somebody. This is very real. This is a very real example. Actually, let me do this right here. I'm like saying like at some point in 2022, we need somebody to come in and your only job is lead generation. Your only job is to bring people into our marketing business. That's all you got to do. And you start to ask me questions about, well, I want to make this and that. And I can say, okay, cool. Here's a baseline for how much you make here. Here's a baseline for how much you make here. But when you bring people in, they need to get on the calendar so we can get on the call because I know how we work. I know what we can do, right? So then here's a question. What then are the top three things? And we're, I was going to ask it from a clinic oh, yeah. owner perspective. Let yeah. me just ask it actually from the employee perspective. They're coming in to help you. What are the top three things an employee needs to be able to do to help you increase that arrival rate at their clinic? Because yeah, between yeah. yes, I'm coming. So check, I'm now door. check this out though. This is this is this is the one thing I didn't say. You, the potential employee, got to be willing to walk away. Because here's the deal. If you show up and they don't know their arrival rate and they don't know their cancel rate and they don't know their drop-off rate, then you are walking into a landmine, my friend. Okay, so, right, I'll, I'll go dot, dot, dot. If that person across from you doesn't want to have these conversations, I'm telling you, and can't answer these questions, 
right? We talk about red flags. I'm like, whoop, please exit the building. Thank you very much, Paul. Um, appreciate the time. I look forward to hearing from you, a.k.a. I ain't answering your calls. I'll return your emails politely, but right. So so these people you're talking about, Paul, and I'll answer your question in a second, got to be willing to sit across from people and go, so, Paul, I'm the, I'm the, you own the company. So, Paul, th this is, right, I see what you're advertising for. I am happy to show up here Monday through Friday and deliver, right, the best care. And I want to get mentored, right, and I want to be able to improve my skills. And I want to make sure everybody who gets on my schedule completes a plan of care. By the way, start an interview with that. There's huge value, right? A complete a plan of care, a complete a plan of care means less drop-offs, less cancels, less no-shows, right? I want to do the best job I can. And, and one way I'm really going to give back to your company, Paul, here at ABC Physio, is I'm going to, I'm going to put, you know, I have a plan and structure, and I'm happy to share it with you of how I can get right the make sure that everybody completes their plan of care. And I want to play an active role in my patients completing their plans of care. By the way, um, tangent here, when I walk into a building and talk to a bunch of providers, one of my one of my canary in the coal mine questions that I ask is, so when a patient drops off here at this clinic, what happens? Well, the front desk brings us a list. I'm like, so let me repeat back what I heard. So you evaluated a person, they've been on your schedule, and you've been responsible to get them back for your goals, and you have no idea they dropped off your schedule. And usually there's a lot of dead hair and a lot of long faces because I'm like, so again, so if you, right? And the business owners, oh, well, you know, the front desk brings the list. I'm like, right? And so the person having this, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm prepared to be an active participant in a completed plan of care. I take ownership. Paul, when, when someone comes onto my schedule, Right. As a new eval, I take 100% ownership of them until they complete that plan of care. I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Right. And Paul, what that's going to mean to you is less, less of my patients will cancel. Right. I'm not going to guarantee it, but I'm going to promise you more of my patients are going to arrive. Right. My patients are going to drop off. Now, dude, you got someone's attention. Now, if you're sitting across from someone who doesn't acknowledge any of that or won't own that, I'm like, Please exit the building. Right? That, that's it, Paul, right there. Right there. Those metrics, right? You guys have heard me. This arrive, pay, and stay thing I came up with, I came up with it. I hope no one's listening because it rhymes. Cool. Well, the deeper I get into it, there's no business metric that is important to your business that doesn't include a arrive, a pay, and a stay. Right? So, I'm sitting across from you and you don't own what I just said. And then you take that job and then you're disappointed. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you made a choice without checking all the boxes, my friend. Did you know that? Well, yeah. Okay. No complaining. See you later. No, I really wasn't paying attention. I got caught up in some other shit. I'm like, by the way, the other famous thing, did you get it in writing? No. I'm like, so whose fault is that? Everybody's been burned with that. Every PT on the face of the earth has been. I'm like, did you get that right? Every one of my clients, when they um, when when I help them with hiring, everything is in writing as plain as day. I'm like, because you're going to sit across from someone. I said the fact you're going to show up with it in writing is going to kick your involvement 
and you're that person's buying on you like a hundredfold because they're just expecting someone to go, yeah, we'll do that. And I'm like, no, here it is in writing. So yeah, Paul, just, you know, this is how I'm going to drive more completed plans of care into this business. And by the way, Paul, all those people are going to leave and tell their friends. So Paul, the way I see it, when I come on, I work here at ABC Physio, you know, within six months to a year, you're going to be looking to hire more help because of the satisfied people I've helped with. These are the patient success I've created here. I'm like, if I was sitting across from that, I'd be like, all right, let's do this. By the way, that's life, my friends. That's a job interview. That's why I'm like, I could, right? It's a funny thing. I, talk, I was talking job interviews today and we were coming up with interview questions and this person was telling me the interview questions. I said, you told me the answer you want in that interview question. I said, I believe that I could show up to like, that don't involve some kind of technical component. I could show up to like 60% of every job ever posted and get the job because people go, so um, uh, Carl, here at, uh, you know, um, ABC Physio, integrity is really important to us. And you're already going, cool, integrity story. I can make up a million of these, right? <laughs> hey, our core values are A, B, C, and D. Shh, tell me a time when you had conflict at work. And I'm like, all right, what I see on Netflix this week? Oh, Ozarks. Oh, let me tell you about a time I had conflict at work. So I used to work at a casino. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm yeah. loving this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so th this, right? The more I know about what I don't, right? The more I know about Paul, by the way, this is a first date, my friends. We can go down this route too. The more I know about Paul, the more without being blatantly kiss ass, right? Because this has happened too, right? But the more I know about Paul, I learn everything I can about the business so I can incorporate it into my answers, not so I can show off and be a kiss ass. Yet, if I do that around the fact that I'm going to complete plans of care, business metric, right? Decrease drop-offs, increase revenue, right? Blah, 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 decrease cancels, right? All this, then I'm telling this person how I fit into their business. He doesn't even realize I am, right? But also how I'm going to grow his numbers and grow his business and make his or her, sorry for everybody listening out there. I keep saying his, but I'm talking to Paul, but it's his or her life easier because you hired me. I've never heard that in 20 years of owning a practice. We are, oh, here we go. Now I'm going to go off, dude. $200,000 oh, um, $200, in debt, seven years of school. I, I'm going to ask for a little more work before you go to a job interview, my friends. just a little more research, a little more work. I got people, these, I, I've sat across from people applying for a $35,000 year job and knew more about my company than a PT who asked for six figures. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And there, you know, I'm, dude, there is no Cairo to blame. There is no massage therapist. By the way, there is no insurance to blame, right? There are no hospital to blame. There's no doctors to blame. There's no patients who didn't show up. I always love that. I always love social media. I'm so glad my patient no-showed and I have a break. And I'm like, did you really just post that publicly? 
hey, I'm glad I work in the back of the kitchen at this McDonald's on third and main street in Kansas city, because, you know, I'm glad the kitchen isn't exposed because I just dropped all these burgers on the floor and nobody saw it. Right. It's like, are you kidding me? You wouldn't post it. Right. I'm like, what are you posting? Who pays you? By the way, I asked this one day, who, how do we get, how do you get paid? Where does the money come from that goes into your pocket? I'm like that person who no show, right? I'm like, so you said, oh, dude, and my employees, man, every once in a while, oh yeah, every once in a while I'd, I'd drop it. I'm like, you have seen the signature on the bottom right-hand side of your check, haven't you? Have you noticed whose name is on there? Yeah, so do you want to just go ahead and do what I asked you or? That usually created some awkward silence. Yeah, we, we Paul's question, all of it, we need to do more work. I know PT, I know business has been looking for PTs, PTAs for, for so much time, right? And they're still, when, when the wrong hire comes through, they're like, nope. And so like with everything else in life, it doesn't take a lot to stand out. So again, hey, Paul, you know what I'm really looking forward to is helping to create more plans of care here. Uh, be part, take ownership of more complete plans of care. You're, you're going to have someone go, you talking to me? Because no one's ever said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. We're, we've just like, we've just come to the agreement and like we're bringing you on for a part two because this, <laughs> is, this is just, this is perfect. I, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask one more question before I send it over to Paul. Um, and this question is get it together. BC boys. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me my favorite BC boys song. Sorry. All right, go on. Sorry. I jumped the gun on that, but get it together is my favorite and get it together. Never got airplay because it's so freaking dirty. Right. So it never had radio play. So most people have never even heard it. And I'm like, it's their best song. The next right. the, the proceed part, part two, we're going to bring you in to that song. That's how we're going to bring you in for part two. We got you covered. Oh, that song. <laughs> oh, that song is so good. So in one of in one of uh your previous podcast episodes, you had mentioned like the that selling the outcome doesn't grow. Oh, yeah. Business, awesome. You yeah. know, and you talked about the fact that people are looking for solutions to their problems. But our I think this is very important because I think people will get the two mixed up so then how do you separate selling them the solution versus selling them the outcome right because there's people that will say well isn't the same thing so well, how do so we yeah so yeah so here's the thing this is a multi-layer thing right so yeah. i do secret callers right so i call clinics all the time and i just say hey this is by the way I tell people every day, and no one's ever caught me on the front end. If one of the Beastie Boys calls your office, I'm secret calling you. I'm like, it's that simple. So I always use one of their names, right? So I would say, hey, this is Mike. Uh, yeah, can I get your last name? And I just say it so matter-of-factly. Yeah, Diamond. There's always a little dead air because they're like, what the hell kind of last name is that? I'm like, Mike. Yeah, Diamond. D-I-A-M-O-N-D. Yeah. Um, one day I called a 
I called a women's pelvic health clinic to schedule for my wife. I was secret calling. So I looked up, I think Adam, um, Adam Horvitz's wife's name and used her name. So I used the wife of one of the BC boys as the name. So, so here's the deal. When you, when, when we get on the phone with people and we ask people their goals, that's not enough. What we need is, and you guys will appreciate this. We need the problem to be solved. I have low back pain. Oh, great, Jerry. We help a lot of people with low back pain. Well, so does the Cairo. So you guys are going to see this quickly where I'm going. So is the Cairo. So is the massage therapist. So does the acupuncturist. So does the Reiki specialist. So does the personal trainer. So does the kinesiologist, right? Everybody helps people with back pain. I'm like, that's not good enough. I need a problem to be solved. What are your goals? I want to get away, get away from this pain. You know, I'm going to get rid of this pain. Nope. What is the problem to be solved? You know what? So, you know, so at the beginning, I'll say, hey, Carl, share with me a little bit why you called us today. Right? Oh, I'm having back pain. Oh, so what is it that brought you to the call? Are you having difficulty doing something? Ding, ding, ding. Is there something you can't do? Is there something you're having pain with? Now I get to, oh, you know what, Jerry, I can't go to the gym. And I'm like, I got him. Right. So now we went from low back pain to can't go to the gym. So now we're getting deeper here, right? So th this is the problem to be solved. I can't go to the gym, dot, 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 because of my low back pain. So now I'm going to build this conversation around your problem to be solved. Now, magically, nobody else in town can manage that. Why? Because I just took you through this call, or I told you, and I'm going to answer your question now, or I told you that, that based on our conversation, Carl, because this is the other way I lead off the conversation is Carl. My goal today is to make sure that we here at ABC Physio are the best fit for you because I don't want to waste your time, money, or energy if we're not. So I just told you we're different than all those other places. I then say, I also, Carl, want to make sure I have the right expert for you here. So now your brain is freed up because I've just given you the okay that it may not, we may not be the best fit for you. So you let your guard down a little bit in a good way. So now you're going to share with me more. Wow. And by the way, now you're going, wow, this is about all me. So I get to the, I get to your problem to be solved, which is going back to the gym. Now what I do is I create a, I create a scenario of us working together, right? With your expert, right? Dr. Jane Doe, who's currently working with people who are looking to get back to the gym, right? And um, you know what? Carl, based on everything you've shared, she is the one you need to get scheduled with. So now you're scheduled with an expert who gets people back to the gym. So then I tell you about a little bit about that journey and what you're going to get during your evaluation. So this solution we talk about is this big picture that I have an expert who's going to commit their time and energy to you for your time, energy, and money to lay out what we call here, Carl, a plan of care. Now, Carl, what's important about that plan of care is your expert, Dr. Jane Doe, is going to take all the findings during that hour-long evaluation on Thursday, right, after she takes you through the testing and is actually able to show you why this low back is ha giving you pain during your – so I'm telling you, you're going to get your answer. By the way, call a 1,000 clinics tomorrow. You will not – I'm going to save you the time. You will not ever hear this conversation. And then they'll tell you, right? And then you'll get a plan of care. And what that is, Carl, you and your expert, Dr. Jane Doe, 
are going to sit down. She's going to map out your journey back to the gym. She's going to show you how often, right? You need to come, how long it's going to take, treatment services, all of it. And then you and Dr. Jane Doe are going to discuss what that looks like and then see if, right, you're going to continue with this. You know what else I love about this pitch right here real quick, people, is I'm selling the first visit. Everybody jumps to, and then we're going to schedule you for 12 visits at 150 bucks. I'm like, did you really just fucking tell them it's going to be like $1,700 for physical therapy? You're selling the first visit. So in that selling the first visit, I'm selling, right, this, what I say, Carl, is selling the journey. This is really good. Right? Because, because let's own this. This is why I'm like, everybody's pissed at the Kairos because they're better. I'm like, can we just admit they're better than us at doing this? I'm like, I'm okay with that because they are. So how about I get Carl? So I sell Carl on us being the solution and we have the expert who's going to take him on this journey that starts on Thursday at 1030. So all I'm asking Carl to do is get his ass into our clinic. By the way, I also pitched doing the paperwork early in a way that benefits him. So Carl only has to be there five minutes early because by the way, Carl, Dr. Jane Doe does run on time. But by the way, because you're going to do all that paperwork beforehand in the portal, those three pieces of paperwork I told you about, you don't need to show up more than five minutes early, my friend. So don't, don't think you have to be here 30 minutes early, 15 minutes early. Just be here five minutes early because Dr. Jane Doe is going to come looking for you at 1030. Right. And all I'm asking him to do is show up that day and commit to whatever the cost is going to be that day. Right. So it's that. It's the solution to your problem with the expert I have. And then Carl hangs up and goes, huh, that was different. I'm like, that, that is my go-to. When Carl hangs up the phone and goes, hmm, that was different. I'm like, we're done. We're done. By the way, you know what else Carl does when he hangs up? He pushes the list aside of the next three places he was going to call after he hung up with you. I ask people that all the time. I'm like, so tell me why that person you just spoke to is not going to call the next place on their list. And there's always dead air. Like you didn't give them a reason to arrive. Yeah, I love this shit. I wish you guys could see my bookshelf, my cells. Level of my bookshelf sits right here. And sometimes I just sit here and stare at all the cells books. I've learned more about communication and empathy and alliance building that healthcare loves to claim as their little baby and all that shit. I've learned more from the sales books on proper communication because they don't overcomplicate it and they prove it over and over. And I'm like, this stuff is not really different than all this other stuff I'm reading. Um, right. All the best sales books tell you how to manage and set expectations and understand the process this person is going through. I'm like, yeah, that's the same thing as phase one in my patient's life cycle initial contact or phase two initial contact to arrival right every salesperson knows what that journey looks like because they said it and they get you to buy into it and they tell you what's going to happen at the next step i'm like that's sales man yep so that's the solution the solution is that is that whole thing and then at the end of that call i love it we do the recap which i've called the why carl should arrive i said at the end of the call you're going to remind carl why he should arrive on tuesday at 10 30 and I call it the recap. So the last thing Carl hears is he's got an expert who's going to tell him why he can't go to the gym pain-free, but she's going to take him through an evaluation, give him all the answers, show him the plan back to, and all he's got to do is commit to an hour and 150 bucks.
That's it. Oh, and by the way, and then we'll get you scheduled out for 10 more visits. I'm like, you just turned a $150 visit into a $1,700 course of care. I'm like, you just killed the bunny. Watch swingers, everybody. Google, don't kill the bunny swingers. Don't kill the fucking bunny, people. Can I cuss? Did I ask you guys to clear that? Okay. It don't matter anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love this shit, dude. I love this. And this is a salute. You guys get it. I yeah. Mean, think about it. And then I, by the way, l- let me just do this real quick. Then Carl walks in. Doctor Carl walks in five minutes early, checks in. Sweet. Carl sits down. Does his thing. Carl sits down looking at his phone. All of a sudden, someone walks up, and I don't care if it's the P. I'm, I'm going to use an example of the PT. I can make this work in whatever model you have, my friends. I don't care what it is. I can make it work if I know your model, right? Carl's looking at his phone, checking out Instagram, seeing who's liking his stuff. And all of a sudden, someone walks up and says, hello, are you Carl? Hello, I'm Dr. Jane Doe. Um, Carl, I'm going to be in charge of getting you back to the gym pain-free and getting you out of that morning pain, following you back to the eval room. Carl's like, take my money, people. Where, where, can you just run my card now? I'm like, Carl's, Carl's like, how much is this? 150? And here, no, here, here's an extra 50. I'm like, we're done, right? And then she takes them through the eval with some of that information that was collected on the first phone call, and she's just leveraging it. It was awesome. When I first started teaching people how to do this, and I'd have the PTs on the call with us, and they go, Jerry, I got to tell you what happened. And they get the person in the back room. And the first guy who ever did that, first time he did that, he goes, patient went, wait a minute, stop. So he, so he greets him like that, tells the guy, follow me back to the room, tells him, hey, you can have a seat right here, closes the door. And the guy goes, wait, how did you know all that? <laughs> and the PT looks back, um, you know, Becky at the front desk, share that with me. You shared that with her on the first phone call. So you guys uh, communicate here? And he just went, yeah. And the guy just went dead air. It was like, you think that guy scheduled out and completed a plan of care? You think he canceled more than once or twice? I'm like, everybody's going to cancel, right? You think he ever no-showed? Hell no. You think he dropped off? Hell no. You think he completed that course of care with one or two drop-offs? I'm like, yeah. This is the promise. Let's go back to Paul's. This is the promise you're making to that clinic owner and why the fuck they're going to pay you all that money. here's my last question let's wrap it up with this one what what is then um the biggest thing let's actually talk about it what's the biggest thing you've seen change in the last two three years in healthcare right and then even the physical therapy and what do you think is coming for pt because like we kind of talked about a little bit people just it's like getting with the future you know i remember when instagram came out with instagram stories and everybody on snapchat was like oh no it's never going to be you got to get with the time so what's coming for pt check this out you everybody's gonna love this the best thing that happened to healthcare was um and i'm gonna call it what it is affordable care act aka obamacare check this out is everybody's half the group's going off oh fuck that and I'm like, it has nothing to do with the policies. It changed the way our healthcare consumer patient started looking at insurance. I was answering the phone that year and I'd had a business. Nothing changed the conversation more than that. All of a sudden, everybody wanted to know their costs, their benefits, right? Deductibles went up, 
coinsurances went up. And I'm not blaming that on anybody. I'm saying it did. And by the way, if anybody thinks it was just that, you're stupid as shit because look at where we are today. It was headed that way, right? So it that was just a point in time. But what it did was it put health insurance on the national stage. I was answering the phone. I answered, I think you guys know this. I answered all the incoming new patient calls in my business and scheduled for three clinics for a full year and did the cost callbacks when we were out of network. People's, right? The conversations changed. Here, here's what else happened. So the conversations changed. People wanted to know more, AKA, what are my benefits? Which don't mean Jack, as we all know. But what I did was I set up, we gave people their cost. Boy, you want to kill a conversation real quick in healthcare and just have it go dead airs go, hey, Carl, um, you know what I can do for you? I can take your insurance information now. My team going to run some numbers. I have you scheduled on Thursday. I'll call you back with your cost to do physical therapy with us on Tuesday. Would that work for you? <laughs> and this is what you hear. Would that work for you? Yeah. And I go, I did this. Oh, this was my favorite. Watch this. Watch this. And I go, it is your cost you want. Because people go, can you get my, uh, yeah, I'm wondering if you take my insurance, if, if I can get my benefits. And I go, well, I can do that for you. Yet my team can get you the cost, your cost to do physical therapy with us. It is your cost you want, isn't it, Carl? That's exactly what I'd hear. And so that moment in time, Paul, to answer your question, was a time when it all changed and it gave me and things went up. So I was like, I'm here. The sales guy is here, man. I can sell this. By the way, we were checking benefits in and out of network too at the time. And by the way, I was, I was looking at $20,000 deductibles. But one of the part of our sales process was the callback. I had the person's in-network and out-of-network benefits in front of me. So when someone went, well, you know, Jerry, I, I get it. You're non-contracted, but I, I call that out in network and I go, cool. I go, I got to go in network. And I go, and I'd be looking at the benefits and they'd be the same. Some people were the same. I go, oh, I hear you, Carl. Yet, um, Carl, I have your in network benefits here. Would, do you want to hear those? <laughs> he go, yeah. I go, um, bah, bah, bah. so um, they're exactly the same. So people started understanding. So here's the take home on this, Paul. People started understanding it was going to cost them more to access healthcare, right? There are two parts of access. Can I get an appointment and then access with insurance? Can I pay for it, right? And people screw that up. Huge takeaway. Just because you can get in doesn't mean, right? And by the way, just because you have insurance doesn't mean you can get an appointment. Just because you can get an appointment doesn't mean you can pay for it. So people started asking more about what they were going to get for their money. Well, here I am, some dude trying to learn the sell side going, oh my God, thank you for asking. Because now, Carl, that conversation I took you through, what do you get? You get an expert, right? Pool of salt, right? Eh, 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 eh. Oh, well. And then I get to the end of it and then I do the cost call back. And they go, and people were expecting to pay more out of pocket, Paul. That was, that was a huge tipping point for me. That I listen to calls today, and yeah, I am the dude who walked up the hill both ways in the snow because I'm like, 
you guys got it so easy right now making these calls because I was doing calls when people were expecting $20 copays. And so, so this tip, and then people started to go, well, what, what can you do for me? Whatever. They didn't know what to ask even because nobody cared because everybody's just calling to schedule with their insurance. Oh, you take my insurance? Cool. Yeah. Give me on the schedule. Low back pain. Great. Thursday, 530 for PT. Yeah. I always love those. I'm like, what's PT? I love doing that to people. Need to schedule PT. I'm like, I can do that if you can tell me what PT is. Because by the way, if you schedule people for PT, just shut the doors, dude. So that, the biggest change came from the other side. People started asking, what will I get? And this is right when things start to implode for a lot. This is, right, all the the in-network clinics I work with have cancels and no-show and drop-off problems, right? Because they schedule everybody. What insurance do you have? Who's your doctor? Cool. Come on in. Boom. People show up. They drop off. They cancel. They no-show. So their first visit arrival rates through the roof. And I'm like, which is the biggest lie anywhere. And then all the other, right, like the out-of-network, the cash pay people, they all have first visit arrival issues. Yet when someone arrives, they usually, you know, usually the buy-in and the arrival rate will go up because people understand the value. So, yeah, so that, that was the big tipping point, my friend. That was, I believe, and we all, right, this proliferation of out-of-network hybrid cash practices is because people, don't forget, this isn't, you know, no, nobody in healthcare gets to pat themselves on the back for doing the work. It's because people on our clients, our customers, the people can benefit from what we do are expecting to pay more anyway. By the way, I hear these calls every day. So I listen to calls every day too. I love it. I love listening to new patient calls, right? Someone taking a call. They are expecting their insurance to cover next to nothing. I'm like, well, fuck, I can sell that. I'm like, God damn it. Where were these people when I was doing this, trying to grow my business, right? But again, it's so impactful. And the reason people can go out and do what they're doing today is because of the healthcare consumer not because of us, right? So we, now I'd say we have a huge opportunity here, right? There's a huge opportunity not to make a bunch of cash to serve a lot of people with a different now, we're, we're now we're bringing everything together. So don't go work at that place where you have to see people every 20 minutes, go work at a place that does this, invest your time, money, and energy in that, grow that thing, because by the way, your upside, is going to be bigger on that one. Show up to that place going, hey, I can do A, B, and C for you. The guy you're sitting across is going to go, you can? Yeah, let me show you how, right? And that person, right, they live and die by their daily numbers. So yeah, I'll get more people stick on the schedule. By the way, I know two guys who can do your SEO work. Oh, you do? Yeah, there we go. So I I answered you. I think I answered your question, Paul. These were all huge things, right? That was a huge tipping point in the business. When, when, when the Affordable Care Act, because I was answering the phone and I watched things unfold for like nine, 10 months. I'm like, these are different conversations. Mind you, I figured out most of this in hindsight, but it was, man. It was because people today, I hear people, oh, my insurance, you want, yeah, and how do you want to pay for this? Oh, my insurance won't cover anything. I'm like, oh, music to my ears. Because I still offer to help people, right? Hey, well, do you want us to check the benefits and get your costs? Yeah, if you would. So now, right, now I'm adding value. Oh, yeah, I'll do that for you, Carl. Sure. 
man, I call you back and tell you how shitty your benefits are. And you're like, I knew. And I went, yeah, sorry, Carl. But, or no, I never apologize for your insurance. Sorry. Never. I tell people all the time. Yeah, Carl, this is the coverage. Yeah, that sucks. And I go, yeah, it does. I listen to calls all day. Yeah, that's, um, you, it, by the way, here's a great sales call. I need you on my schedule so you will arrive, pay, and stay so I can get you better and grow my business. I'm part of the front desk team that calls you back with your insurance benefits. And this call starts like, if I had a buck every time this happened, I wouldn't be talking to you guys because I'd be sitting on the beach somewhere drinking. Uh, so, Carl, we did your benefit checks. And um, unfortunately, your insurance doesn't have coverage for physical therapy. I'm like, unfortunately? I'm like, where did unfortunately come in? You checked his benefits. He picked an insurance that doesn't have any PT coverage. I'm like, where's the unfortunate part? If anything, you should go, hey, Carl, you picked a real fucked up plan. That was stupid. It ain't covering shit. Good news is, Carl, everything I told you you're going to get, you're still going to get for only $150. Right? I'm like, what is this? No. Hey, Carl, we called your insurance. We called your Blue Cross plan. And this is what they told us about your coverage with us. Right? Boom, boom, boom. And you're like, wow, that sucks. I go, you know, I do this a lot during the week, Carl, and I got to be honest. Right, this is kind of plans I see all week long, and I will speak generally. You know, it's really unfortunate that the insurance industry isn't covering much of any of this, Frank. But see you Tuesday. Cool. Click. That's a mic drop moment right there. Oh my goodness. Um, so you wow. guys can see the solutions here. This is why I get so jacked up when everybody's like, oh, poise me. Oh, oh, my student loans. Oh, the insurance company. I'm like, I get it. I'm not going to degrade your position. I'm not going to degrade where you are in your life right now. But you got to get the this here. Let's just circle back. You got to get the fuck out of your head, man. Right? Because you got to get that debt paid off, right? You better find a solution. Those of y'all listening, listen, 813-797-5583. This is a number to our business. Call us, text us. If we don't pick up, we're going to text you back. Here's the reason I'm bringing it up. Because I think for a lot of people listening to at this point, a lot of this stuff that 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 you learn at this point, by the way, hit up Jerry. Like, don't play yourself because this man is a genius. Um, a lot of the stuff you've learned here, it, I think – for you to be able to apply it, you got to be able to get to that next step. So for us, it's what we're going to do. I have not talked to Carl about this, so I'm just going to throw this up there, and then we're going to deal with it. It's coming out of your cut, Carl. It's coming out of his cut. So this is what we're going to do. 813-797-5583. We are going to open up our schedule. And I'm going to say this number, and then once it hits it, don't, don't complain talking about, oh, my gosh, I didn't get an opening. I don't care. Seven of you, seven of y'all listening to this point, you can get on our schedule, talk to us, let's figure out what's going on on the front end before you start getting people in. Because at this point, we're trying to help you get to that next part. By the way, if you text us, we'll, we'll shoot you our local SEO cheat sheet just because you got to figure out that stuff because Google doesn't care about you. We do want to make sure that you get the best chance you can get. So 813-797-5583. Text us, we'll send you our calendar. We'll talk, we'll see if we're a good fit for you. We'll send somebody else who is a good fit for you. Whatever we got to do, only seven of y'all. The eighth person, I am sorry, but you are the first person to not get on. 
Um, but just want to be able to leave that resource for y'all as well. And Jerry, if you have any other resources you want to be able to. Oh, here, here, here's what I'm going to tell you is the easiest way, the easiest way to get better at sales is have better marketing. And by better marketing, bear with me on this, marketing and sales are, I, I, it's my favorite analogy. Marketing and sales are roommates. And they spend, right, they work from home, right? This is perfect now. They're 24-7, 365 roommates. They don't share a bed. And, and I say this purposefully, right? They're roommates. They share a room with two twin beds. That's how close marketing and sales are, but they're not the same thing, right? And so great sales improves marketing. Better marketing improves sales. You cannot have a good marketing program without a good sales program. And you cannot do the work I've just talked about all this time with shitty leads. It's that simple. And this is what I share with everybody all the time. This is why I do not work with people who have a marketing issue. I'm like, I'm going to help you with sales. You get that? Yeah. So where are we getting the calls from? Well, I'm having trouble right now. I'm like, cool, I'll get another call. See you later. No, I don't. I can't, right? I, I, we, we talk it out. We talk it out. But it's one of my first questions. Great marketing creates great sales, and then it becomes this virtuous cycle, right? It's kind of that, right? Employees first, and I'm like, no, customers first. And no matter what someone sells, I'm like, it just becomes a virtuous cycle, right? So marketing and sales working together is your is your is highest up in the ecosystem is the biggest leverage point in your company so you got to have your marketing dialed in you guys know right i've told you guys a million times i, I show up place and i'm like so tell me about your marketing i'm like so you tell me you rented a space you got all this equipment and you got all this stuff and what's going on with your marketing i'm like yeah, I'm getting out of this space really quickly because there's, right? It's like, uh, you should have been doing that work, you know, nine months ago, a year ago before you found the lease and everything, right? So no, marketing has to be the first thing. It has to, has to be. And then most people forget and they go do like five other things. And I'm like, you still haven't done the marketing part, have you? Yep. So I'm Wanda, and by the way, I had no idea these guys did that work when I came on here, but there's no way I can let that stuff hang there after talking about all that and go, oh yeah, they do marketing because it, it just, it works so close together and they are so different. As I've said a million times, I don't do it. I don't touch it. Right? I set up systems to give feedback to marketing, right? Through the, through the call tracking system, right? I work with people, do Facebook, SEO, all kinds of stuff. And we talk about, right? Make sure we're capturing the right information during that first, because here's the deal. Here's the other thing. If I get, by the way, you guys will appreciate this as the marketing guys. I always love this. So how's your marketing program going? Oh, not very good. We only got 40 leads. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, no, no, no. It's something like this. It's like, oh, here, here, here it is. Sorry, I said it wrong. How's the marketing going? Well, we only got um, five new patients from it. I'm like, oh, really? How many leads? And they go 40. And I'm like, um, that's not a marketing problem. That's a sales problem right am i lying i i see this all the time oh my marketing team sucks you know only 75 leads i'm like oh boy we need to have a chat i'll leave it at that so yeah yeah 
Yeah. No, that's that's uh that's that's golden. And um <laughs> me me and Paul always say on our calls too, we're like, listen, just just so you understand the dynamic of this relationship, we can help you bring the people, but you closing the people. Is yeah, up that's the you. second part of that, right? Yeah, yes. everybody's like, oh yeah, and I'm like, uh, that's a that's not marketing. I'm like, you you were either sold a you know whatever, or they didn't tell, or you weren't listening, right? Correct. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. We can talk yeah. about this some other day, whatever. <laughs> no, Jerry, man, oh my goodness, this was this was amazing. I could not think of a better way to spend this evening because this was this was a great conversation um but for those people who are like listening and this may be their first time being exposed to you what would be like some contact info or like social media info you'd want to leave with them yeah so the cool thing is i think everything just about is under the same name so i'm going to send you back to my podcast right uh what's best for the patient is best for business um my youtube page i Got it. I love my podcast, but my YouTube page, I'm most proud of. I'm at 92, no, 97. I'm at 97 videos. Um, and it is, you know why I'm so proud of that? It is all there. Everything I get paid for, everything I get paid for lives there. So if you go back there and you want to invest some of your time and energy, by the way, zero cost, no emails, no nothing. Jerry Durham PT, YouTube page. There's a uh, playlist called Start Here. No joke. I typed in, yeah, start here. I guess people won't get confused, right? And you'll learn a lot about where I'm coming from and the approach I teach. And if you have the time and the energy, and by the way, some of them are 40 minutes. I've shortened them up a bit, but you know, somewhere between 15 and 40 minutes. You want to go back through all those, you'll know everything I know, right? Um, the podcast says interviews. Uh, some of the things you guys were saying it's cool i did a, what i called the doing it and helping others i did an interview series with people who coach new clinic owners and basically i reached out to people because i'm running into people who want my help and i'm like we're not quite there yet so i wanted to highlight the people that i think are doing good stuff so there's a doing it and um helping others series within my podcast you'll see it in there where i interview um three, four, five groups of people. And I'm really proud of the, um, shall I say, diversity in many ways of the group I chose. Men, women, some don't look like me either, right? So I'm real proud of the group I put together. And I didn't put it together for that reason. I'm going to say this out loud. I put it together because I was like, these are the fucking people I'd be looking for, right? Knowing what I know, these are the fucking people you got to contact. And, and it's... Uh, some awesome conversations with some awesome people. So there, there's a lot of, lot of places. And then I love my Instagram. Um, I think my Instagram is the best, just like daily bite of what's going on in my world because there is BC voice Friday. Every Friday is BC voice quote and how it pertains to the work being done. So yeah, Instagram, Jerry Durham PT, YouTube, Jerry Durham PT podcast. What's best for the patient is best for business. Kaboom. Jerry, man, thank you. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, this, this was fun. Great questions, you guys. And it, it was cool that uh, the way these questions came together and then just kept building, right? Yeah. Like, oh, one question you asked, Paul, where I'm like, 
I think I answered it with just that one example. That was that was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, man, this was this was definitely a treat, man. To our to our listeners, guys, thank you so much for rocking with us. Hit Jerry up, you know, tell him how much you appreciated the episode. Uh, you know, ask him for some playlist for you know the top beastie boy songs he has for you oh yeah all that good stuff you know but uh no man seriously you know we're definitely grateful for you spending the time so thank you um and to our lovely listeners until next time peace many blessings thank you for listening to another episode of off the clock don't be shy to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast see you next episode